Rick Perry and Lindsey Graham and Jeb Bush and Carly Fiorina when you toss in Senator Mike Lee and Mark Levin. We've got the full spectrum of the Republican Party coming together and uniting behind this. The Spud Goodman Show. Radio Show, and here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe. Here comes the Spud Man, he goes down easy, he calls to you who, the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected. He wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, it goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready, Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman. Yes! And you can be assured the voice you're now hearing is 100% pure me, and not some radio version of a hot dog. You know, that contains a whole lot of, you know, other disgusting stuff. I am what I am, and, you know, this is what you're going to be getting for the, you know, if you hang around for the next full hour, I guess. Uh, 60 minutes is in an hour, correct? Yeah. I now need to introduce our uh, one indispensable on-air staff member, Gina, who is the show's designated laugher. Gina, uh, could you give everyone a hearty laugh now? Even though, you know, I've really yet to say anything totally witty. How's this? <laughs> All right. Thank you for that. And I guess I should acknowledge our temporary permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Hey, can you do something now to prove to the listeners you're an actual living, breathing human? No, nothing too time-consuming. <laughs> I need to move along here. Well, well I, yeah, I would like to say how excited I am for getting tonight's show started. <laughs> I, I think this will be a great show, don't you, Spud? How, how should I know? We, we just started this thing. I, I mean, there's like 56 or so minutes left, and anything can happen to make it go off the rails. We're live, man. Well, right, but I always prefer to be optimistic. You know that, Spud. Someone around here has to be. I'm not negative. I think the word is pragmatic. Anyway, I yeah. this this is what I want to talk about. I got an email from someone who who's a good friend of yours. Of mine. Now, we're going to keep his name out of this, but I thought discussing what he told me about you would be interesting to our listeners. About me? Is, is this is this about me getting that attendance award at my Kiwanis Club last week? I, I got to tell you, I'm pretty proud of it. I've not missed a meeting in over three well, years. Uh, I, they gave me a really nice plaque. Oh, this is not about an attendance record at, uh, at your Kiwanis Club. This is way more oh. interesting. And I thought, <laughs> you know, bringing it up live on the air would make for great radio. I mean, yeah, maybe at your expense, but that's what temporary co-hosts <laughs> are for, right? Well, t temporary, permanent. Uh, but but what are you referring to here? Oh, is this going to gross me out? I'm I'm not a prude, for God's sake. But there are a few things that even a juggalo like me would rather not hear or visualize. Yeah, hard to believe any juggalo worth their salt would gag at the mention of something from one's own kink vault. Gina Love is blind, but whatever it is. 
It's sure not Gerald's fault. Uh, sorry, Gina. Uh, I apologize in advance about this. Okay, well, just don't bring up any granny porn, okay? Right. I mean, oh, no, this is about something else. And uh, Gerald, a buddy of yours, I got to tell you this, he emailed me a couple days ago. I think he's sort of a friend of yours. Yeah. A- anyway, he had heard from another friend of you both, and it was pretty interesting. Very interesting. What, how so? What, what did he say? Uh... He had a, he okay. He mentioned you have an affection for something that is how, how do I say this? Just a little different. Uh, oh, Ooh. are you, are you going to bring up my shag carpet collection? There are all kinds of perversions. You know, it's not a secret that at my other place of employment, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum, really? that I do collect shag carpet samples. Right now, I might have the largest collection in this state. No, no, no. I'm not talking about shag carpeting, but oh. I do need to write that one down, and I can bring it up on, on another, it's another occasion. No, what I heard is your affection for that My Little Pony TV show. <laughs> that was on a while back. I don't know. You never mentioned the show to me before, and I had no idea you had such strong uh, feelings about it. My My Little Pony. <laughs> Well, wow, My Little Pony? I love that show. I love My Little Pony. That's that's nice, Gina. So were you ever going to share this part of your life with us? You, you know, everything is fair game with all of us. Why the NSA treatment, you know, with this pony stuff? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of different, but hey, we all have our special interest, if you know what I mean. I, I just don't feel comfortable discussing this on the air, guys. Please respect Why my... Why would you listen. be ashamed of watching that TV show? I mean, I, I know it's directed at young girls, but so? Well, d- do you want to tell her about your other collection? Gerald, you have a My Little Pony figure collection? I, I still have an Applejack and two Pinkie Pie figures in storage bin in uh, our basement. Hey, we can continue the discussion a little later. Right now, I need to play some music. All right, this guy, Dick Rossetti, um, he's had various bands that have performed on our radio show and our cable TV show. Uh, in this iteration tonight, uh, the tune is called uh, Balding, and it's from his group at that time, uh, Comb Over. Dick Rossetti, a very talented man. Let's, let's roll it. Come! 
Goodman Radio Show. This is Louie Anderson, and I'm listening to the Spud Goodman Show to find out what dumb thing he's going to say next. Hey, Spud, I'm being told your first guest, Will Forte, is waiting to be interviewed. Are you ready for him? Well, what else would I be doing right now? This is a talk show. <laughs> I'm a talk show host. I better be ready to interview him. No, I- I'm just making sure you're prepared and ready to go. Uh, I'm not doing brain surgery here. I'm just interviewing a guest. What preparation? I'm a big fan of Will's, but even if I screw this thing up and do a horrible job, the sun will come up tomorrow. It's just a radio show, man. All right. I I just felt you might want to... Might want to what? Do a great job? Of course, I want to hit it off with Will. He's a really interesting guy. You know, his his career's been amazing, you know, on Saturday Night Live and the movies and and now his Fox sitcom. I think I'm going to do just fine, so put him through. Okay, but remember, I'm here for you if you need another voice to get things back on track. I will stay on track. Don't worry about that. Uh, uh, very well. Here he is. All right, please say hello to actor, writer, producer, Will Forte. Hey, we appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So your current series on Fox, The Last Man on Earth, airs each Sunday night, 9.30, 8.30 Central, and I'm going to toss in my two cents and say it's one of the funniest comedies on TV. Love the show, but as a professional talk show host, I'm going to pretend that I'm objective here, okay? Okay, okay. So your your character, I'll pretend that I am, okay. So your character Tandy often experiences, you know, difficulty interacting with others as he's somewhat of a, you know, self-obsessed, uh, fill in the blank, whatever. But is there a role model that you and fellow producers Phil Miller and Chris Lord drew from in creating this character? And if he's famous, you can just use the initials here on the air. Oh, geez, uh, no, actually, actually, that that helps me to not have to protect somebody's. Uh, thing because that you no know, it was it was really if there's anybody it's it's kind of me I'm I'm uh, uh, probably the, the, this is definitely a heightened version of stuff I would do but I I I feel like you know this is uh, uh, the character is is largely drawn from my idiosyncrasies and and uh, um, and we we I'm certainly not the horrible person that uh, that. That Phil is well. Hey. I think Phil is a mixed bag. I shouldn't say he's a horrible person. He's yeah, what's horrible? Bag, what's horrible? Like, you know, everyone has weird impulses time. But being human, being a good human and a good member of the community is is you know. Uh, holding back on those impulses, fighting them. You've always been a writer throughout your career, working on a number of sitcoms, in addition to, of course, creating a number of your own sketches that aired on Saturday Night Live. So what's heavier lifting, acting or writing? Oh, man. Uh, I would say that uh, definitely the writing is is, uh, the harder part of it. Um, Not that acting isn't hard. Acting is really hard if you do something... 
If you do, God, that's going to be the dumbest answer. Well, just a heads up, by the way, there are no stupid answers on the Spud Goodman Show. I just want to throw that out. So, well, you know, when you okay. when you do other projects uh, like your new film coming out, Keanu, co-starring Key and Peele, uh, do you have to like shave the beard? Because you know, I, I, I guess it's it's a real beard, correct? I mean, how long the hell did it take you to grow that thing? It's a real beard, and it took it, it usually takes about five and a half months Dang. to grow. Do its full heft. That would um, take me six, and, seven yeah, years. What, what happened? It would take me like six, seven years because I don't have as much testosterone as you have, obviously. But yeah. Uh, don't say that about yourself. I'm sure you're you're full of testosterone. Okay. Uh, the, uh, but it's it's you know it it's uh, uh, it does it does uh, I I never thought that I could grow a beard like this. Really, if if you Pretty have impressive. you ever tried. No, nothing. A, a I mean, no. No. See, that thing is like, I thought that I couldn't either. But but then I got in this situation where I just said, okay, well, what I'm going to do is just grow it out and just not shave forever and see what, what happens. And uh, and this just kind of happened. I, I, I would have thought that I would have had a very, like, uh, thin beard yes. with body in places, but, but somehow it just filled in. Yeah, well, but, yeah. you should be very proud of that. That's what I want to say. Excuse me, Spud. I thought it would be neat to also ask Will if he ever... Yeah, ever what? But, you know, everyone has weird thoughts here and there. How do you know I don't already plan to ask him whatever question you're suggesting here? Why don't you just wait and see if I, in fact, cover it? Have some faith in my interviewing skills. I've been doing this for a long, long time. Well, I just thought you might want another perspective. Yeah, look, if I wanted that, I would have an active, living, breathing co-host. Well, I prefer things the way they are. Just keep on being a stuffed animal and stay out of my way. Well, I'll try, but you're being very short-sighted in your usage of my skills. You know, two heads are better than one. In what area of life are two heads better? Uh, they would just get in the way. I mean, like putting on a bicycle helmet, going to the dentist, or even getting a haircut. Really? Why must you always take things literally? Never mind, just just get back to Will. Thank you very much. Hey Will, I'm back. Yeah. Okay. L- l- let's let's step much. let's step into the time tunnel here. You were working in the financial industry after graduating from UCLA. So how radical of a move was it to just up and quit to become a member of the legendary ground tr- uh, comedy troupe the Groundlings? Uh, did you get a lot of did you hit a lot with are you crazy dude? I mean, how was that? It was it, it was really scary to tell my my family uh, just because I it, 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 in a weird way it felt like bragging like like oh I you know I think I'm funny enough to to give it a shot in comedy it just was hard for me to to say that's what it felt like and and then when I told them they were so great about it they could not have been more supportive and. Uh, and it was awesome, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it was hard to say to say it at first. Pretty big risk. You, you, I don't know. You feel yeah. like a dirt, like like a, you know, like you were assuming that you could make it, but it wasn't that at all. It was just like, oh god, I I, I need to give this a try, or else I'll always have that lingering thing in my head that that. Uh, you know, could I have done this? Well, I'd say it worked out pretty darn well. So, all right, let me hit you with the last question. Thank um, you. It, it's been said you've had to deal with some OCD tendencies. I know I feel the situation is a big help in my job as, as a host. Like, I always show up for work whether I want to or not. It's just something I have to do each day. And I'm pretty sure non-OCD people are much more prone to absenteeism. Has it helped your career? 
Uh, I, you know, I would certainly say that that uh, there are parts of this, uh, the parts of it, and, and you know, I, I, I know that there are, uh, you know, I'm, I have it pretty good on the OCD scale. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I definitely have, you know, my my weird OCD tendencies, but I can. You know, I know there. I think there are people who like can't leave the house because of it and stuff right. like that. Yeah, you show up on but the it, set. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it uh, it definitely helps when it comes to writing because um, it's you know I will. I mean, it helps and hurts. I it 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 uh, you know I I won't I won't go until I think something is perfect. But as you know, nothing is ever perfect. So there's always. Something, but I need closure on it, so it's it's really tough for me to, and I'm I'm still learning how to get to a place where I can sign off on something that's close enough. Right. Um, uh, but but it, but I think it does help in in uh, making the the product uh, closer to to being what I want it to be uh, when we start shooting it. Um, but it, it you know it hurts in stuff like you know relationships and. And yes, stuff like that, which sure is, does. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you for sharing this. All right. Well, I know you got to like go take meetings or something. You're a busy dude, so I want to remind everyone listening to tune into the Last Man on Earth airing each Sunday night on Fox at nine thirty, eight thirty Central, because it's well worth their time. I want to thank you so much for calling in, man. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right, Mr. Will Forte. For a genuine musical treat. Tune in to the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please welcome back to the show our musical guest, Trees and Timber. You know, I really don't need to, you know, introduce you. I mean, I don't know, or even you to introduce yourselves. But on the off chance, a listener out there, you know, does not remember uh, you guys from your many appearances. Uh, please toss out your legal name and uh, maybe your instrument that you're going to be playing tonight. My name is Joseph Baker, and I'm playing an electric guitar. My name is Gwendolyn Rose Lewandowski, and I'm playing the electric bass guitar. Super. And that's Paul Rybicki in the back there, and he is playing the drum skins. Fine. Once again, a drummer with no microphone for vocals. Fine. All right, so uh, as you've been on this show so often, I'm now designating you guys as the house band here, you know, like our own Tonight Show's Roots or, or the Stay Human Band on Colbert. But, of course, you know, we can't afford to pay a real house band, so help yourself to those day, you know, there's some day-old hummus and some crackers over by the soundboard. Dinner so, is that. served. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so let me ask what the band's uh, current position on expanding the United States to, like, 57 or 58 states, maybe, like, make Catal Catalina Island and Cali, the Bahamas, and possibly the Cayman Islands because we got so much money, you know, stashed over there as, as are some of the new states. What do you guys think? Well, we're planning on playing Purdy at some point okay all right all right for the uh, for those out of this uh, particular <laughs> hamlet um that people that's a, a rural area in the state mm. of washington so okay super um well what is trees and timbers favorite dr seuss book i am partial myself to horton's horton hatches the egg that, i dig that one still Ooh, you just took mine ah, uh, sorry about that uh, well uh i'm gonna have to go with one fish two fish red fish blue fish because that Ooh, good that call. one scared the hell out of me as a kid. <laughs> Gwendolyn? Um, I'd say the same. All right, super. All right. Well, what's the name of the first song, and what's it about? 
Uh, well, this one, uh, the working title was Na Na Na, but I, I think since we recorded it now, we'll go with, uh, uh, what should we call it? Uh, it'll be Any Place Love. There we go. All right, super. Let's do it. The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission. return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Um, so where did we lead off with that My Little Pony thing of yours, Gerald? You know, I would rather not discuss this right now. I would hope you respect my boundaries here. Why the embarrassment about enjoying a really cool show? Yeah, so you well. own a couple figurines from it. I mean, I bet a lot of older guys do. Well, okay. Maybe not a lot. 
but do you want to share just how many of those figures you do have now? And I heard it was like one of the largest collections in this area for sure. Is it true you keep them all in a mini storage unit? Because how much do they like charge? That's what I wanted to ask you because I need to store a bunch of you know my own stuff as I've run out of space in my freaking apartment. Okay, yes, I do have an extensive collection of My Little Pony figures. Are you happy now? This is something I would have much preferred to keep private. But no, I'm not ashamed of my appreciation of this. The underlying theme of My Little Pony is friendship is magic. And it's something I find very moving, if you must know. It's a viewpoint the world really needs to embrace at this point in time. If we want to continue as a civilized world, but it's about unconditional love. Well, why didn't you say so? Gerald, world peace is a nice goal, but no matter how much love is exchanged, these ponies are not capable of producing an actual foal. So maybe you should think twice about sharing this before it takes too high of a toll. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get it. I, okay. I guess. Can I ask just how many figurines you actually have in that storage unit? You, you know, for security reasons, I'd prefer not to disclose the total number as they have considerable value to certain members of the community. That's ridiculous. Uh, what community? Well, those that also value the belief of friendship is magic. We all do share a brotherhood, and though we all obviously prefer or keep our involvement low-key, it's a special bond that all of us have together. You know, I never had that connection with my girlfriends uh, who were in My Little Pony, um, into My Little Pony when I was growing right. up. Well, uh, yeah, L- like your thing with that insane clown posse? Uh, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, um... Ha- Can I ask, Gerald, how does your wife and your kids feel about this? Are they cool with it? (sighs) Well, until now, they were not aware of it, and I can only hope they're not listening tonight. Uh, Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. So the wife would not be okay with this. Well, I suppose... I I guess I'm going to find out pretty soon. Rachel is somewhat judgmental about these sorts of things. I mean, she's ridiculed my shag carpet collection for years... (laughs) So I can only imagine her reaction when hearing about this. Okay, okay. Now I, I do feel kind of bad about bringing this up. Okay, I'm, I'm, yeah. my mistake. Sorry. Gerald, you know I would love to visit your storage unit sometime. I could bring my figurines and we could have a really good old time. Uh, may- maybe sometime, but... Hey, hey, man, let's just change the subject. Uh, check uh, and see if our next guest is ready to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm, getting, uh, I'm getting a signal from the board. Your next guest, Aisha Tyler, is holding to speak with you. You know, my wife, Rachel, is a big fan of that daytime show she's on, The Talk. Yeah, I'm more into her on Archer on FX. It's it's a great show, and she's really good on it. That's one of those animated shows, isn't it? It's yeah. the one with all the foul language and sex. Well, I, I guess. It's really popular. I know that. Well, I don't understand what's happened to cartoons these days. When I was growing up, I watched the Flintstones and the Jetsons. That's great family entertainment right there. And, and now as an adult, you can't get enough of a cartoon about a bunch of plastic horses. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about friendship is magic. It's much more than a TV show, Spud. Someday you'll get it. Just let me speak with Aisha, right? She's one of the busiest women in the entertainment industry right now, and I have so many questions to run by her. Just put her on. Well, I think she's on the line now. All right, please welcome actress, comedian, author, director, and talk show host, Aisha Tyler. You know, I can keep going on with the resume, but we only have so much time here. Thanks for coming on the show. 
Hi, <laughs> my pleasure. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Hey, you know, as I just stated, you're pretty darn active in the entertainment industry. I mean, I'm amazed you had a few minutes to call in. So let, let's begin with your role as Lana Kane on the very cool series Archer, now airing on FX Thursdays at 10, 9 Central. This is Season 7, correct? It is Season 7, yes. And for people who love the show, they know we've kind of... Uh, we've, we're in a new location, but it's the same cast of ridiculous characters, uh, and <laughs> uh, and it's it's, been, it's going to be an amazing season. It's such a funny season, and lots of amazing things happen. It's uh, it's it's a killer one. Awesome. Well, you know, your character is pretty unique for TV, a badass woman who can take on anybody, you know, but the social life's a bit lacking due to the new kid. Are babies that much of a buzzkill? I, I don't know. I don't have a kid. I'm just, just curious. Uh, that is why. Um, uh, <laughs> however, um, uh, she doesn't seem to be letting, allowing it to keep her uh, in, in the house at all. I mean, she's, you know, the, the, she's a cartoon baby, so she's probably a bit more low maintenance than regular babies anyway. Uh, right. And yeah, you'll you'll see Lana in the future. I mean, when she was pregnant, she was like running through like a live fire field in in a South American banana republic. So yeah, she hasn't she hasn't allowed it to keep her at home for one minute. Well, I might want to give my editorial comment here. Lana would be hot even if she had a dozen rugrats. I mean, I'm, I'm no anime uh, perv. I'm just saying. I just wanted to throw that out. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah, she's she's pretty hot. She's, she's I, I, I won't I won't deny that she's she's a looker. All right. Well, you're a co-host on the talk airing each uh, weekday on CBS. So you've you've also in the past hosted other talk shows by yourself. So I was curious if it was a big adjustment in sharing the mic. It's tough for me to give a few words to my co-host. I'm very territorial. I'm keeping him out of this thing. But yeah, how, how is that from being a host to to a co-host with multiple people with you? Oh, you know, we, look, the, the chemistry we have on this show is, is real, and, and we, you know, you really can't manufacture it, and I think that's why the show works, but it's also why it's so easy to share the mic. I mean, we just get along very well. We like each other. It's an easy place to work. The dynamic is easy, and I'm lucky. We personally, and actually all of us are, all the women on this show have a million other things going on in their lives, stand-up careers, other businesses. They're managing world tours for international, you know, hit bands. So I feel like when we come here, no one really needs to dominate the spotlight. No one needs to hold on to the mic because we all have such kind of complex lives and lots of ways in which we're satisfied creatively. Right. And we like talking to each other. So, you know, we like for us, I think it's a real conversation. We're not all just like waiting to get our piece in. I think we're talking to each other. And so it's easy. This is probably, of all of the, the four series that I'm on, the the easiest job that I have. And I don't mean to be glib. It's just the most fun to come to. You just get to be yourself. Uh, tell a couple of jokes. We hang out. We have sometimes we have cocktails, and then we go home. It's a great. It's a great time. We all never right. drive trucks, but I'm hoping my co-host isn't listening to that right now. But all right. Well, so so you're you're a recurring character on the CBS drama Criminal Minds, playing uh, a forensic psychologist. Have you picked up any skills doing that gig that are useful in life? Like you know, maybe <laughs> drop a few impressive words at a cocktail party or something. Uh, no, <laughs> um, this is probably like the fourth or fifth kind of like government. You know, I, I was on I was on the original CSI and right. CSI Miami and Twenty Four, yeah. uh, and a series called Thirteen where I played a CIA agent. So um, it's not really. I mean, you know, it's I love these procedurals. You know, people were like, "Oh, do you get 
frustrated? Do you feel like you're typecast? I'm like, am I frustrated that I'm typecast as a smart person? No, I do not feel <laughs> I do not feel typecast. Um, but you know, I think the main thing that's been really cool at Criminal Minds this season is uh, just you know joining a show in its 11th year, and I was only supposed to do six episodes, and just having such a great connection with the cast and, and the writers and everybody on that show, and getting to stay, and then getting to be a badass. I get to go in the field and wear you know bulletproof vest and yeah. fake. Fake arrest bad guys. Fake arrest fake bad guys. You know, it's been it's been a really good time. I haven't I haven't really used any of my profile uh, skills in my real life, but you know what? I should try to do that. I should think about how that might work. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool in the, in the private time. Absolutely. Well, speaking of cocktails, yeah. uh, Aisha, you now are introducing three different adult beverages under the brand, I believe, Courage Plus Stone or Anstone. Stone. So, where are the drinks? Is there a Harvey Wallbanger in there? No, yeah. Pardon me? No, I have no Harvey Wallbanger in there because it's not 1987. But, oh, um, <laughs> okay. All right. Got that down now. <laughs> I love it. I know. That's, that's classic. That's the classic cocktails. Very vintage. No, um, it's, uh, it's a crazy year for me because I'm actually launching two big projects this year, Courage of the Stone, which is, uh, like you said, a line of premium cocktails, like ready to pour, which is super cool. Like, you don't have to add anything or change anything. Oh, but yeah. just classic cocktails. You know, if you're if you're a big Mad, uh, mad Men guy, there's a, a, an old-fashioned in there, and there's a Manhattan and a gin old-fashioned they're launching later this summer. But um, I also just this morning launched a Kickstarter for my first feature film. So if people out there want to be a part of making my helping me make my very first full-length movie... Uh, they can go visit me on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff and, and check that out as well. It's going to be a big summer because I'm launching Courage of Stone and I'm directing a movie this summer, which is going to be pretty awesome. And also, uh, I probably won't sleep again until October. Oh, uh, yeah. I was saying, girl, wh- when do you rest? My God. Okay. I, I don't. I don't. I, 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 I am literally uh, so tired sometimes that I, I just um, kind of look at everybody through a fog. But I love what I do. And uh, and. And I, you know what? Like, I don't take this for granted. I think a lot of people get in here and they're like riding around in their Bentley and drinking champagne for breakfast, which sounds like a good time, Ooh, yeah. by the way. But for me, I I just feel like I'm super lucky to have the jobs that I have, and and I want to just keep kicking as much butt as I possibly can at all times. And as the really lame greeting card goes, I can rest when I'm dead. Uh, Spud, if I may interrupt. What? Um, Aisha, I will be right back. Of course. Well, I sensed maybe you wanted me to jump in here while you were interviewing Aisha, as you seemed to hit a wall. You know, I could buy you some time for you to regroup and maybe come up with some better questions. What's wrong with my questions? Who made you the talk show judge and jury here? Well, I don't want to sound overly critical, but it seems to me Aisha finds you to be a bit, uh, facile, if you will. Facile? Is that good? I... I need to Google that, I think. I think the answer would be no, but I'm sure she's used to being interviewed by superficial radio Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying I'm superficial? I am so not superficial. I am one of the most non-superficial people I know. Hey, I read The Economist almost, well, not every week, but whenever it comes out. Well, scanning a periodical at the doctor's office does not make you well-read or deep, Spud. Hey, just back off, all right? I think Aisha likes me, so just keep your opinions to yourself. Well, you're also very active in the community working with nonprofit organizations such as Planned Parenthood, the agency that provides cancer screening, prenatal and STD testing, in addition to reproductive counseling. So here's my question. How weird is it for you to hear the narrative put forth by Republican lawmakers, i.e. rich old white dudes, that it must now be defunded and shut down? Does How does that make you feel? Oh, it's just, you know, honestly, it's a bummer. And I think it just shows how out of touch that group of people is with how normal Americans really live their lives and and what their needs are and what what their rights are. You know, when I was growing up, I I came from a working class family. Uh, My father worked construction. Sometimes he didn't have a job between construction jobs. 
I use Planned Parenthood for my basic medical care, and that's how most people use it. Two percent of what they do goes to uh, to abortions, and the ninety-eight percent of it is like mammograms and health screenings and basic, basic medical services for poor people that don't have any other access to medical care. So. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just they're out of touch. But I, I think the majority of people, male and female in this country, understand that and uh, are forward-thinking and progressive and thoughtful and uh, no matter what side of the political spectrum they're on and don't want to go back to the time when women didn't have access to this stuff because we all know if you have a healthy woman at the head of a household, you have a healthy family. And if you have the opportunity to plan your own destiny, when you're going to have kids, how you're going to have kids, that is the first step out of poverty for any for any person, any woman or man, is being able to decide whether they're going to have a family. So these guys are just out of touch. But um, you know, there's always the, the world is just shot through with douchebags. You can't get away from them. They're everywhere. Wow, that's a that's a decent way to end this thing. So, all right. Well, uh, I want to say this again. The seventh season of Archer is now airing each Thursday night at ten, nine central. And I want to thank you very much for spending a few moments with us. Oh, it was a joy. Thanks for having me. All right, Miss Aisha Tyler. Ready, I said, I go, man, go. I gotta tell you about the Goodwin Show, cause I'm ready. Ready, 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 I'm ready. Ready, 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 I'm ready. Ready, 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 I'm ready, ready, ready to rock and roll. Once again, Trees and Timber.
is the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, it's Brian Fitzan here. Listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, uh, Spud, I do believe your last guest, Judah Friedlander, is ready to go on the line. Good. You know, he has a new animated show on Fox, Border Town, it's called, I think, and Seth MacFarlane's the executive producer. You know, at our home, we do not allow our kids to watch Family Guy or any of Mr. MacFarlane's other cartoons. You know, Spud, those shows are very offensive, and they can lead to delinquent behavior by teenagers. <laughs> oh, and you think that My Little Pony show is a good thing for the youth of America? Or I should say the adults. You know. It's a very wholesome show, Spud. You should check it out on DVD. Yeah. But you know, listen, right. maybe just try and steer the interview to something more appropriate for all ages. Like maybe ask Judah about the planned Mars mission. I remember he was interested in space travel from the last time he was on the show. Well, why don't you let me handle the questions and just keep it down. Uh, Put Judah on. All right, here he is. All right, please welcome back to the show comedian, actor, author, illustrator, and world champion Judah Friedlander. Good to speak with you again, man. Hey, it's always good to speak with you. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, so, yeah, I got a, uh, well, I wouldn't say it's my show. I play a character on it, and it's just my voice because it's an animated show. But right. uh, it's called Border Town, and it's from some writers and producers who did Family Guy, and the character I play is sort of like a Beavis and Butthead rolled into one, and uh, it's uh, it takes place. It's sort of like a modern day kind of like Archie Bunker kind of show because it takes place in a town called Mexifornia, yeah. which is right on the Mexico-California border, and uh, so there's a lot of you know Mexican. Uh, that white non-Mexican tension and stuff like that, and so it's it's kind of a satire on on uh, those kinds of uh, you know racial tensions and stuff like that. Wow. So it's uh, it's pretty cool to be a part of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's for our listeners, it's airing on Fox Sunday nights at seven six Central. Um, you, you so you play uh, Sanford Buckwell, the son of Hank Azaria's uh, character Bud uh, Buckwell, uh, correct? Yeah, my character kind of looks like uh, a teenage uh, Kid Rock, and my character is always, even though he looks like a teenager, he's probably like 26, still living at home, always inebriated on some kind of substance, illegal or non-illegal. Pardon me, Spud. Uh, I hope you're not going to resort to drug humor here. Look, I think Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong have already established that pot jokes are sort of funny. You need to loosen up a bit. It is legal here in the state we reside in. uh, Have you read the newspapers in the last few years? I had heard that marijuana was now available on the streets, yes. I think it's been available for many decades, you know. It's just now that the government gets a piece of the action. I just hope marijuana will not bring about the destruction of society as we have known it. Um. Spud, have you ever tried to speak to someone who's on that stuff? Well, I know not funny stuff can sound real funny while partaking in that substance. It's an unfair advantage, really, for comedians, sort of like excessive pine tar on bats or a pitcher loading up a ball with Vaseline. Well, I sure hope our listeners do not fool around with it, as we do not want to be associated with that whole scene. All right, I will have our interns post something on our website demanding any listener of this show needs to submit a UA to a designated lab to verify they are not marijuana addicts. Would that make you feel better? That's probably a bit excessive, but... But yeah, it would be a step in the right direction. Thanks. Just let me get back to Judah, okay? I have things I want to talk about. 
Hey, uh, lost you for a second, but I'm back. Sorry about that. Yep. Well, the show's executive producer is Seth MacFarlane. Does he ever, like, pull a Lorne Michaels and maybe do a few cameos? Uh, maybe a Torch song or two or something? I don't know. You know, I've never met him. So, in that way, he had some similarities to Lorne Michaels. All right. All right. There you go. <laughs> I, I, uh, I, uh, no, I've actually met Lorne Michaels a couple times. But, but on 30 Rock, Lorne Michaels was hardly ever there. Um, you know, Saturday Night Live is where he's mostly at. And Seth MacFarlane... Now, most of the cast and all the writers are in L.A. for Border Town. I'm in New York, so I don't see that many of the people anyways. So I get the feeling he's not he's not very hands-on on the show, but I could be wrong. All but, right, all right. Um, I, I had never met him, yeah. Well, let, let me, you got a couple other things going on. Let me get on, let me touch on that. You have a book out this year as an illustrator, If the Raindrops United, a collection of drawings and cartoons. Now, some may not be aware of this element of your skill set. Besides being a world champion stand-up, a renowned wrestling expert, and of course, a karate killing machine. I mean, you wrote a, you wrote a book titled How to Beat Up Anybody. I have to ask, is there any art form you've not yet conquered? Uh, that's a good question, and I'm not sure if there is. And if there isn't, um, please fill me in. Uh, but yeah, the new book is it was a passion project of mine. It, um, uh, about five years ago, I did another book called How to Beat Up Anybody, which was a right great instructional book. karate book. Yeah. And this yeah. one is uh, a book of cartoons, mostly single panel, like absurdist, funny cartoons, but. A fair amount are kind of a mix of serious and funny, basically satirical uh, political cartoons, kind of. Uh, so that's something I've been doing off and on over the years. In the past, like, two, three years, I really was doing a lot. So this is a collection of about 200 of uh, my, you know, most recent drawings. And uh, I don't know if there's any bookstores left in America, so... I would say just go to Amazon. To All get right, the book. We, uh, we'll but find it. If you can it. find a bookstore in this country, they might have it. All yeah. right, if they don't demand it. All right. Well, hey, in 2010, yeah. you did an episode of Sesame Street. Was that a mind-blowing experience? I mean, you saw things, private Muppet things behind the scenes. How was that? It was fantastic. And uh, I, what was so weird is, you know, when you get the script. Um, People may not know this, but when you, you get scripts, when you do a television show, the script always has a number. And the first number on it usually indicates what season they're in. So this one, it started with the number four and zero. So it was I was on the 40th season of Sesame Street. And wow. just to see that like a TV show has been on for 40 seasons is insane. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know it was great. I got to act with Elmo and all these other Muppets and it's just such a cool creative environment you know if you just did an, you know if you went back like one more time that because it's on HBO you can drop an F an bomb from time to time because that would be groundbreaking I, I, I guess it's a different environment now but anyway well I can't let you go before we talk about your, your new comedy album and movie uh, your full length performance on stage titled America is the greatest country in the United States coming out right now I guess and, and I think Trump needs to check it out because he just doesn't get it that this country never stopped being fabulous right yeah, well, Trump, I'm going to take issue with, with him because I think he stole the whole hat thing from me. Yes, And he yes. didn't do a good job of stealing it. His hats are red and white. That's the colors of the Canadian flag. I thought he was running for president of the United States, not Amer uh, not Canada. And his hats are also made in China. Uh, so 
so much for him being all about America. Yeah, well said. Nobody, I mean, I don't even know why he's touching hats because you rule from that category. But all right, last question, yeah. man, because I know you got to get going. Uh, you're a well read man of culture, so I wanted your take on something we're discussing on our show uh, right now. And the My Little Pony collectibles phenomenon. Do you have any friends into this? Because my co host, Gerald, here evidently has a massive collection of these figures. I had no idea. Should I, should I be concerned? Are you, do you know anything about this collectibles thing? I know a little bit about that. Um, and, you know, I think collecting is okay. I think, okay. you know, okay. as long as people are collecting dolls and not body parts, I, I think things are okay. All right. Well, that, that makes me feel a little bit better. All right. All right. I'm going yeah. to let you go. Uh, let me say once again, you are co-starring in the Fox animated series Border Town, now airing Sundays at 7, 6 Central. All right. It, it, was, uh, it was really cool that you called in again, and uh, we hope we'll speak with you again sometime soon. All right? Well, next time I'm in town, I would love to come in studio. Uh, awesome. So, and, you know, you guys you guys have a great city. So All right. It's Super. Very cool to talk to you again. Mr. Judah Friedlander. If you've got the time, we've got the Spider-Man Show. Uh, Spud, they're telling me we have a call holding for you, but you know we really don't have time to speak with another celebrity tonight. Is we're about out of time here. Look, if I make it quick, I could squeeze in another call. If I don't, we would have to make small talk, really, really small talk, oh. to like fill a minute or two. So I, I don't really care who it is; just put it through. Very, very well, caller, go ahead. Hello, is this Spud? Uh, yep. It is it. I felt me. it incumbent on me to register a formal response to your public ridiculing of the My Little Pony community. We deserve better, and you need you need to know what a positive impact we have on society as a whole. Okay, okay, tell me more. You know, because if I'm wrong about you guys being a little twisted with the pony thing, you know, educate me. Go ahead. Well, first of all, it's Gerald, right? Y- yes, that is my name. You really need to grow a pair and stand strong when this My Little Pony movement is challenged by people like Spud. Oh. No need for shame here. It was very disappointing to hear your embarrassment when confronted with your affections for, say, Fluttershy, Princess Twilight, or Rainbow Dash. Say it loud and say it proud. Friendship is magic. Say it. Friendship is magic. Come on. Well, I will say it with you. Friendship is Call, caller, magic. Caller, on, I, you can do it. I, I would rather not get involved in this conversation. Uh, Spud, do you have anything further to say before we end the call? End this call? Hey, we're just getting started, man. <laughs> so, caller, where, uh, you know, when, I guess I should say, did you first sense your attraction, you know, to the whole little My Pony thing? I mean, it didn't happen recently, did it? It's pretty much been since my late teens. You know, when I met my wife in college, we both came out to each other regarding our common interest in this movement. I cannot tell you how many hours of fun we have had over the years playing with our figures. It has been the glue that has kept our marriage going strong after 14 years. Well, do you, like, have a favorite, or do you prefer to, like, share the love equally with all the figures? I don't even know how many there are. But but let me tell you, that is a personal question to be asking. I mean, do you share such intimate choices with others so freely? Well, well, yeah, I do. Duh. I mean, I do it on the radio show each week. My life's an open book. Well, there are some things about all of our lives that would be best kept within the bedroom, you know? Oh, my wife and I 
keep our My Little Pony collection in our playroom. Well, how many kids do you got, by the way, and how are they around this stuff? Uh, we don't have children, but we do have two cats and a miniature poodle. Uh, you know, we're really out of time here, Spud. You really should consider... Okay, look, okay, caller, I, I guess we do got to go, but yeah. leave your number with the interns, and I'm going to get back to you in the next couple days, because I myself am fascinated by this whole scene, all right? All right, later. Okay, so... All right, bye. Yeah, whatever. Um, so before we wrap this show up, I was a little curious as to exactly how many, exactly how many of these figures right. do you own? I mean, if you have to pay for a storage unit, it must be a hell of a lot. Uh, yes, I, I do own a considerable number of so them. How ma- can we change the subject now, no, finally? Well, how much money do you think you've sunk into those little pieces of plastic? That's what I really well, want to know, too. I do know. They sell them at Toys R Us. I have bought uh, a couple for my niece last Christmas. I, I think they're made by Hasbro. Hasbro? You, you know, if you two must know, I probably have maybe 400 to 450 of them and most of them are still in their original boxes yes they are investments like baseball cards or other collectibles but they also have an emotional connection to those of us who cherish the friendship is magic ethic within the my little pony experience yeah so i i did a little googling um on this whole little my little pony scene while the band was playing that second song and i i might as well just come out and ask you gerald are you one of those bronies? Would you be where you are had there not been a sex tape? No. Well, I'll tell you. I, I, can uh, we just I'm, end the show? Look, uh, your wife probably isn't listening tonight. That's, uh, but, oh, uh, well, she probably <laughs> is. Okay. I, mean, I don't know. What's a brony? Um, Spud, I, I don't know if we can talk about this on the air. Are, aren't we one of the least, like, at least on one terrestrial station, right? So um, it says one, here that the bronies are somewhat enamored with these figures. And I mean, they, they really like them, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Gina, I think most adults know what you're saying here. And what we fear is it could very well mean the apocalypse is near. Okay, so I, I guess like owning 450 of them is really, really being into it. Y- you know what? Yeah. I, I, I'm done with my duties for the night, so I'm heading home now, if you don't mind. Look, we still have a few seconds left. So what do you do with those ponies that are out of the boxes? Because <laughs> I mean, that must make them worthless to sell on eBay or, or whatever. What do you do with them? I have no I mean, intention of which... selling my collection at this point in my life, if that's what you're getting at. And now I will say goodnight to everyone. Good night. So, really? You're going to so be a spot. baby up. You're going to be a baby about it. Good night. Do you actually want to know about those bronies? Because I can tell you off air. But you might want to cut Gerald some slack on this one. Well, it's a very personal situation. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, I have my own areas of special interest, and I'm not going to lie about that. And I've shared many of them with you know our listeners over the period of time. So anyway, maybe now with maybe little pieces of plastic, you know. I, I, but I probably shouldn't be the one to cast that first stone. So on that night, I'm going to end this thing. Uh, on that note, excuse me, I'm going to end this thing. Okay. Good night, everyone, all right? Good all right. night, everyone. Good night. Fine. I'm Spud Goodman. Be all you can be. God bless and ciao. Once again, trees and timber. Anything that go brown me, you got a lot. I've been tired of waiting. Give me a shot. I can know I've been lonely. Where can we go?
Spud Goodman Radio Show is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Video director, T.J. Pites. On-air talent, Rob McGee, Annie Coleman, and Tom Nolan. Production assistants, Terry Tompkins and Trent Botello. Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of the station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Okay, so Spud, it's an actual like physical thing with my like like you know sexual with the ponies. Well, really, I mean, I would think there'd be a lot of chafing involved then. Um, <laughs> um, I'm serious, I'm not joking. Well, all right, okay, whatever. It's a hey, thing. different strokes. It's a thing. It's different strokes, right? Live and let live. for an eclectic mix of music. Stay tuned for captivating talk. Stay tuned for insightful analysis of The Spud Goodman Show. Stay tuned for The Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Here is your host, Lawrence. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Lawrence, and I will be your host for tonight's Spud Goodman post-show report. And with me, of course, is my trusted co-host, Gina. Hey, Gina, how you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. You know, Super. Spud usually goes through the motions and asks me, you know, how I'm doing at the start of each show, but it just seems so impersonal, like... Asking what time it is or something. Oh, Gina, I'm sure Spud cares about you. I mean, he, he just has a hard time expressing true human emotion. You know that. I, hey, I had that problem myself before I was sent to the joint. I, I had a good uh, the good fortune of having some amazing cellmates over the years, and they helped me self-actualize myself. Yes, it was life-changing, I got to tell you. I learned how to be the best me. Yeah, Gina, just, just know this. You are surrounded by those that love you. The true Gina. Okay. Yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Guys, can I introduce myself this week? I, it gets old just sitting here waiting for it to get done. 
And I mean, yeah, Gina, you're not that bad of a person. Sometimes you actually seem almost cool. That is very big of you, Dad, to acknowledge the worthiness of others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost right. sounded like a liberal. Yeah, though. right. So, so the introduction. Uh, let me. So here is Derek. He does the highlights mm-hmm. for Spud's show. So, yeah. Lawrence, did you listen to what? the first hour at all? I mean, oh, I, okay. I certainly learned something tonight. Who knew about those bronies, Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. I have some buddies that do have a few interesting predilections, but... No, no, no. I, I never heard of collecting those little pony figures and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, different strokes for different folks, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, it's not that unusual. I mean, I know of a few guys into My Little Pony. I mean, there's nothing that weird about it. Well, I guess. You know, I would draw a line at an actual relationship with the little pony figurines. I mean, it just seems a, a little bit strange. Spoken by a juggalo, Gina, your fellow tribe members put on extreme wrestling matches Fireworks displays in crowded spaces and drink crappy pop. Uh, okay, whoa. Uh-oh. Juggalos don't fall in love with pieces of plastic, Derek. And when we get oh. together, we just try and enjoy the fellowship of kindred spirits. Super, I mean, super. The, the feeling of family is 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 very strong. And I bet the bronies out there probably feel the same way. Oh, okay, Derek, Derek. I'm, not, I'm just curious about this. You seem a little defensive on this whole thing, yeah. you know. Uh, maybe do you own any My Little Pony figures? Right now? No. Yeah. No, I do not. Derek, hmm. if you were a brony, I am sorry that I insulted you guys. Um, your displayed abhorrent behavior. I mean, I'll try not to be so judgmental in the future. Thank you for that. Okay, so what I don't get is what does anybody get out of a little pony figure? You know, I guess it must be like collecting baseball cards or something. I don't know. I, okay, anyway, let's let's get on with the show here. I got to check in with the panel here because we, we got Dave on the sound again once tonight. Good evening, Lawrence and group and Derek. Oh, good evening. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> All right. We got an engineer tonight. That's Mike. He's our, uh, it's, that's our engineer. I said that, Mike. Yeah. I, yeah I it's all, you twice all, in a all true. It's all, right. all true. I that's think he's our know. engineer. And then we've got uh, our production assistant, Trent. Lately, I've been learning a lot of puns. Super. Well, that didn't sound like much of a pun, but hey, all right, we'll, we'll go with it. <laughs> and then we got a community college intern, Carrie. Hey, Carrie, how you doing? I'm doing great this week. Thanks. Yeah, all right. Hey, you know what? They give you those those credit card things for college students. Don't fall prey to those because no, you know you know they like to do that. You no. need at least seven. You don't need seven credit cards before you graduate. No, just one. Okay. That's all right. right. Super. All right, we're going to roll with some music. It's music time. Let's start off this portion of the program with the chairman of the board, Frank Sinatra, and I Get a Kick Out of You. And then we got a band from New Jersey, Titus Andronicus, with their tune, Titus Andronicus versus the Absurd Universe. Dave, go ahead and hit it. I get no kick from champagne. Mere alcohol, it doesn't move me at all So tell me why should it be true That I get a kick out of you Some like the bop-type refrain I'm sure that if I heard even one riff T'would bore me to riff too. Yet I get a kick out of you I get a kick every time I see you 
standing there before me I get a kick Though it's clear to me You obviously Don't adore me I get no kick In a plane Flying too high With some gal in the sky Is my idea of nothing to do Yet I get a kick out of you
Gentlemen, first show report. All right, we're going to welcome back to the post-show report, Trees and Timber, still in the house with us here. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. Excellent. Thank you. Nice, nice. All the, all the units, like that's how you know a band's got a good vibe Super. together there. All right, we appreciate you hanging around doing one more song for us, uh, but I'm going to ask you a couple questions before we do, because, uh, you know, it's been a while since you've been in here. So since you were last in here, have you guys done any time? No, Paul's off the hook. No, we've these been days. good. We've been good. Paul's off the hook. You know, we're, we were wondering about Paul last time, but you kept your nose clean. He's doing good. Good, yeah, he nice. Deserves a round nice. of applause. All right, keeping his good nose. For Paul, clean. all right, Paul. We don't need our drummer behind bars anymore. <laughs> anymore? That says a lot. Now, okay. Now, does, does any of you guys have any aspirations about being on Dancing with the Stars? Because to be honest with you, I'm taking tango lessons, and you know, I'm I've been thinking. I'm not gonna lie. I've been thinking about how I can get on that show. Gwen can dance, but we're not old enough to watch that show yet. <laughs> oh, you're not old enough to watch it. Oh, oh so you don't have any tips for me on how I can. Yeah, okay. Paul, oh, so he's old enough. Be he's old enough. Uh, to be honest wow, with you, I never super. watched it. I just know I want to get on it. That, that's my goal. There. I'm just waiting for American Idol to come back. Oh, maybe. Maybe they'll make a big comeback. Big surprise us. So now the, the record label that you guys are on, Swoon, Swoon Records. Now, is that anything like that show that's on HBO now called Vinyl? Because, you know, those, those, those industry folk, they like to party more than the bands do, it seems like. you know, so Super. Funny. I yeah. think it's exactly like that. Uh-huh. Jeff's a super handsome... Um, genius that uh, is a, bi- a big guy in the industry. He knows everything and everyone. And always has a ton of bikini babes around him. Uh-huh. Alright, super. And that's how you know he's legit, right? <laughs> that's how we know. That's how he sold us. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, so now what do you guys do to, to, to kill time, you know? Because I got good at killing time when I was on the inside. Mostly puzzles. I mop with bleach. Puzzles are mopping with bleach, and the drum is pretty in the fifth there. <laughs> he doesn't want you to know. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe that's for the best. Are right, you guys going to do one more song for us? What's the name of the last song you're going to do tonight? This one's called Love Is. All right, Trees and Timber.
Gentlemen, first show report. I did. You got any nice, big, fat, juicy highlights for us tonight? I do. And actually, this one, uh, I made this one my first highlight of the night because I'm actually thinking about including something new on my podcast. I'm thinking about doing a featured beard of the week. Oh. And uh, so this first clip that I've got tonight is Will Forte talking about his beard for Last Man on Earth. When you do other projects, uh, like your new film coming out, Keanu, co-starring Key and Peele, uh, do you have to like shave the beard because you know I, I, I guess it's it's a real beard, correct? I mean, how long the hell did it take you to grow that thing? It's a real beard, and it took it, it usually takes about five and a half months Dang. to grow to its full heft. That um, would take me six, seven yeah, years. What what happened? It would take me like six, seven years because I don't have as much testosterone as you have, obviously. But yeah. Uh, don't say that about yourself. I'm sure you're you're full of testosterone. Okay. Right. Uh, the uh, but it's it's a, you know it's it, it's uh, uh, it does it does uh, I I never thought that I could grow a beard like this. Really, if if you Pretty have impressive. you ever tried? No, nothing. A, a I mean, no. No. See, that thing is like I thought that I couldn't either. But but then I got in this situation where I just said, okay, well, what I'm going to do is just grow it out. And just not shave forever and see what what happens and uh, and this just kind of happened. I, I I would have thought that I would have had a very like uh, thin beard yes. with body in places, but but somehow it just filled in. Yeah, well, but, y- yeah, you should be very proud of that. That's what I want to say. So that's how it starts, man. Just, you just one day you wake up and you just decide you're not going to shave anymore, and that's what and you do. And then you don't, and, and then, then you have uh, a beard, and then this like is you. like this. But you know what, Dan? Here's my concern about that beard and the podcast stuff. I think Lincoln might have been the last Republican with a beard. Or a conservative true. with a beard. Very maybe. true. Yeah. Unless Rutherford need to bring it back. Hayes was a Republican. You know what? When I get, when I get my position with the, uh, with the Trump administration, I'm going to bring that up to him and suggest that maybe he think about bringing the beard back to the Republican Party. See, we could have super fun. We could be the GOB party. We could um, dye the Confederate flag into your beard. Yeah. I think it'd be very appropriate. Yeah, that way you could wear it right out there as a bulletin board. I'll put, a pin, yeah. I'll put a pin in that. I'll yeah. think about it. All right, put a pin in that beard there. All right, so you know what we're going to do, though, while you're pinning your beard? We're going to do some more music. We're going to lead off with Georgie Flame and the Blue Flames. Yeah, yeah. And that's the name of the song. And then we have Grunge Pioneers from Seattle, Green River, and This Town. Every evening, when all my days work a suit, I got my baby, and let's go watch her with you. I'm in some movies, but she don't seem to be dead. And then she asks me, why don't I come through a flat and have some supper? And let the evening pass by, I'm making records, besides a groovy high five. I say, yeah, yeah. That's what I say, I say yeah, yeah My baby loves me, she gets me feeling so fine When she loves me, she makes me know that she's mine And when she kisses, I feel the fire get hot She never misses, she gives it all that she's got And when she asks me, if everything is okay I got my answer, the only thing I can say I say yeah, yeah That's what I say, I say yeah, yeah We'll play a melody and turn the lights down low So the knock and we gotta do that, we gotta do that We gotta do that, we gotta do that And there'll be no one else alive in all the world Except you and me, yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, 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 pretty baby 
never knew such a thrill. It's hard to tell you because I'm trembling so. But pretty baby, I want you off of my own. I'm ready to leave those others alone. No need to ask me if everything is okay. I got my answer. The only thing I can say, I say yeah yeah. That's what I say. I say yeah yeah. That's what I say. Play a melody and turn the lights down low so the knock and see We gotta do that, we gotta do that, yeah, yeah We gotta do that, we gotta do that And there'll be no one else alive in all the world except you and me Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, 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 pretty baby I never knew to just thrill, it's hard to tell you Because I'm trembling still, but pretty baby I want you off of my own, I think I'm ready Those others alone No need to ask me If everything is okay I got my answer The only thing I can say I say yeah yeah That's what I say I say yeah yeah That's what I say I say yeah yeah That's what I say I say yeah
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Do you know what they call bronies? Or something? Is that what they call it? Hey, uh, guys, uh, yeah, I'm going yeah. to uh, jump in here real quick. And uh, let me start off by saying I hope you both received the memo from our executive producer no. authorizing my podcast preview. No, It's about not. time someone on the show recognized how popular my podcast is now. Popular? Yeah, I think that's popular is a bit of a stretch. How did you even get her to sign off on this one? Uh, it's a trade-out deal. I, I get to plug my podcast here, and then I have to plug Spud show on my show. Um, hmm. I really think I should get more than a minute here to do my preview of this week's episode, though. But look here, you know, you usually just talk about all these Donald Trump things, and, and uh, you know, and you know, he's had a tough week or two recently. Yeah, so. super man, he's sinking faster than Charlie Sheen's car. Oh, well, oh, this okay. week we'll mostly be talking about my new rap demos I have recorded. Wait, 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 oh. wait. Uh oh, wait, wait, wait. You you went into a recording studio to rap. Well, I I didn't go into a studio. I, I have a little setup in my parents' basement. Oh, well. I mean, they're just rough demos right now. I plan on going into a real studio in a few months. You as a rapper? Okay. Yeah, yeah you know what? We need to get back to some music because I'm getting a little... All right, let, let's begin with Time to Get Away by the LCD Sound System. And then nice. we have She and Him, which of course is M. Ward and Zoe Deschanel. They cover the classic tune... Hold me, thrill me, kiss me. And that's written by Mel Carter. But first up is LCD Sound System.
another clip let's do another are you feeling it highlight this yeah. is where we're gonna put this one yeah all right so this next clip we've got aisha tyler talking about uh her cartoon baby in the show archer uh not slowing her character lana kane down Awesome. Well, you know, your character is pretty unique for TV, a badass woman who can take on anybody, you know, but the social life's a bit lacking due to the new kid. Are babies that much of a buzzkill? I, I don't know. I don't have a kid. I'm just, just curious. Uh, neither do I. Um, uh, <laughs> however, um, uh, she doesn't seem to be letting, allowing it to keep her uh, in, in the house at all. I mean, she's, you know, the, the, she's a cartoon baby, so she's probably a bit more low-maintenance than regular babies anyway. Uh, right. And, yeah, you'll see, you'll see Lana in the field. I mean, when she was pregnant, she was, like, running through, like, a live fire field in, in a South American banana republic. So, yeah, she hasn't, she hasn't allowed it to keep her at home for one minute. Well, I might want to give my editorial comment here. Lana would be hot even if she had a dozen Rugrats. I mean, I'm no anime uh, pervert. I'm just saying. I just wanted to throw that out. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think, Jeannie, you might have something to say about running an Amazon with a baby and whatnot. Would you ever yeah, do that? Uh, no, no, I, I wouldn't. I, I kind of wish I had a cartoon baby sometimes. Yeah? Yeah. What would you? What would the ca- cartoon baby be like? Would it have, like, super big eyes and little mouth? Or, yeah, and the, it or? wouldn't cry, and it would just sit there and say funny things all the time. Yeah. And of course, of cry of course, all Yeah, the because time. being a cartoon baby, it would have wise cracks and everything, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. I, feel like, yeah. I feel like a cartoon a baby cartoon. would be more prone to get into like more mischief though yeah yeah cartoon babies are funny and mischievous 
and really smart. It seems well, like. Well, that sounds like, like my baby. They're more mobile yeah. than like regular yeah. babies. I feel like regular babies just kind of sit there and drool on themselves mm. more than anything. No, yeah. you, well, it, it depends. I see babies all the time, and they're lying in their mom's arms, or they're sleeping somewhere. I, I do not have a baby that lies ever. Like he's just constantly moving and into things and grabbing things and pulling them off. And he doesn't he he doesn't lie, but does he stretch the truth? Yeah, <laughs> a cartoon baby would stretch the truth. And does he have a they, giant they have animated finesse. hammer? Nobody has a toy hammer, babies. so. Oh, he's like a little Thor. All right, let's do some more music here. We're going to go uh, with a tune by Bruce Springsteen. And this one's off his High Hopes album, The Ghost of Tom Jode. And it features a killer guitar p- performance by Tom Morello doing a guest appearance on that. You know, let me let's just roll it. All right. Been walking along the railroad tracks Gone some places, no going back Highway patrol choppers coming up over reach Hot soup on a campfire under the bridge Shiller line stretching around the corner Welcome to New World Order and we're sleeping in the cars in the southwest No home, no job, no peace, no rest Well, the highway's alive tonight But nobody's kidding nobody about where it goes I'm sitting down here in the campfire line Searching for the ghost of Tom Joe He pulls a prayer book out of his sleeping bag Preacher lights up a butt and takes a drag Waiting for when the last shall be first and the first shall be last in a cardboard box neath the underpass You got a one-way ticket to the promised land You got a hole in your belly and a gun in your hand Sleeping on a pillow of solid rock Bathing in the city's aqueduct Tom 
River hungry and born baby cries There's a fight against the blood and hatred in the air Look for me, Mom, I'll be there Wherever somebody's fighting for a place to stand Or a decent job or a helping hand Wherever somebody's struggling to be free Look in their eyes, my, you'll see me something to do Derek? yeah actually i do uh i i almost had a different clip for this but i i couldn't let this stand uh this next highlight comes from the judah friedlander interview and in this clip he starts insulting donald trump's hats 
and I won't let this stand. Oh. Dave, roll the clip. I, I guess it's a different environment now, but anyway, well, I can't let you go before we talk about your, your new comedy album and movie, uh, your full-length performance on stage titled America is the Greatest Country in the United States coming out right now, I guess, and, and I think Trump needs to check it out because he just doesn't get it that this country never stopped being fabulous, right? Yeah, well, Trump, I'm going to take issue with, with him because I think he stole the whole hat thing from me. Yes, And he yes. didn't do a good job of stealing it. His hats are red and white. That's the colors of the Canadian flag. I thought he was running for president of the United States, not, Amer- uh, not Canada. And his hats are also made in China. Uh, so, so much for him being all about America. Yeah, well said. Nobody, I mean, I don't even know why he's touching hats, because you rule from that category. But All right, last question, yeah. man, because I know you've got to get going. Can you believe that? Can you believe what he said about Donald Trump? Well, he's, I mean... Judah Freelander is known for his hats. I think okay. I think there's something there. I think Trump totally saw that and was like, "Oh man, I'm going to steal that look. It's really good." No, look. no way he makes the hat look better than Donald Trump. No oh. way. Well, no. I mean, yeah, he does. I mean, I mean, I mean, let's you pull up you pull up Judah Freelander on your phone and you pull up Donald Trump on your phone and we'll put them side by side and it'll be obvious. I, you know what? Let me tell you something. I'm not pulling up Donald Trump on my phone. It's just not going to happen. Well, There's no way it's gonna. They happen. track that stuff. They do. They do. And you know, Donald, he does that. And yeah. he, he, he wakes up every morning. And he gets the count of how many people. I've got the. He, he got I've got the wall. Page, I've got the wallpaper on my here, phone. I got the wallpaper on my his phone. Back. Here, let me pull up the wallpaper. No, on my no, phone. Derek, no, don't pull it. Don't no, you pull show it. me so, that. So, Derek, oh, what do you think like, about this fact that his hat is from China? I mean, right. how do you feel about that? Look, now it's probably a label. If you're talking about Trump, you have to say it the right way. China, China. <laughs> Look, the label the label probably got switched with something else because obviously Donald Trump wouldn't have things made in China. China. It's I mean, a conspiracy. He's, <laughs> he's trying to bring jobs back here, guys. I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, that's a conspiracy. That's right. It's, yeah, it's totally not right. Yeah, t- yeah, he's he's trying to. Yeah, it's a whole shell game. Yeah, he takes yeah. the label and moves it to China yeah, to move so it back here. You guys and get then it. Sends it back to China so that it gets sent. You know, back I, here I really like this. You guys, I, I think guys that gives him uh, far side. more credit than Trump would ever be able to do. We need to I get one of that. our interns to locate a Trump hat and bring it into the studio so we can see where it's manufactured. That's right. But then that Just means sure that you're actually giving money to his campaign. Well, I China label ones are obviously Derek to bring it in because I want to make sure it's an important. You got, uh, yeah, you got to be, you gotta be yeah, pure I about wouldn't it. Trust Derek. Make China great He's again. Shady. That's what we're going to do. Make China, make China great, great again. Great. China. I'm, yeah, I'm making wait, a no, hat that no, says guys, that. You guys, it's, that's, it's supposed to be make America great again, not China. Hey, Derek. Yeah, no. We're not, how how like about this, Derek? I got How about this? What? How about some more music? Yeah. All right. First up is a little mashup. We got James Brown versus Hide You, titled Superbad. And then we have a band from Athens, Georgia, Future Birds, and their song, Hot Attack Blues. All right, David, whenever you're ready. Take you 
This is the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Well, we're just about out of time, but I think we pulled off a pretty darn good show. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what we learned that Derek here will soon be taking over the rap scene. <sighs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay, guys, That's listen, right. listen, listen. I need to keep the expectations in check. As this is my first attempt at rapping, I mean, it's actually a little tougher than it looks. On, I mean, on some raps, I... I know it won't seem like it when you guys hear it, but it actually took me three or four times oh, to get it. You're gonna just hear, right. We're going to hear it? Yeah, well, yeah I think I release, we need to hear a little bit more. When, when I release the no. when I release the album. No, 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 no. You got to demonstrate some of your. Yeah, let's do There we go. Like, you know, do yeah. That. yeah. Come on, man. You got to get let, Let's hear it. Come on, dude. Throw it out. You guys, you guys are Freestyle. very amateur with the beats Freestyle. right now. I need something a little more professional. No, you know what? That. If you were a real, if you were a real rapper, you would not even need. You could freestyle without beats. You're just making excuses. You're just. I don't even believe you have a rap album. You okay, just you, something. just you wait. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna drop sure, it. I am waiting. I'm gonna I drop waiting. it. I'm gonna drop it like yeah, it's we're hot. Waiting. We're right we're here. Waiting. We're waiting. Come right. on, let's hear it. Okay, let's get. Let, we're, we give you a couple seconds of silence here. Let's hear. I, I need I need a I guess I need a beat guys. I mean, I'm I'm I take this very seriously. You know what? You know what? You guys you guys uh, I'm a rap fan. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I sure hope that you recording a record is not like one of those jump the the whales kind of things that you got going on there. So, you know, Derek, Derek, just because you like a type of music does not mean that it's a good idea for you to jump in and try to do it yourself. You know what? Super. Okay, because look, let me let me give me an example of that. You know that show, The Nick, that's on Cinemax? I like that show. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to start operating on people in my neighborhood because I'm not a surgeon. <laughs> you, you see my point, right? Yeah, well, you know, I like to watch cooking shows on TV, but, you know, I can't boil water. So thank God for my Cameron. He's a gourmet cook. But if I try to cook meals at home, I'm, I'm pretty sure I might send somebody to the hospital. I'm smart enough to leave the cooking to those who are skilled in that That's area. right. You guys are you guys are getting smart. way out of hand with this. I mean, it's not like my rap album is going to kill anybody. I mean, it's not that great for a first record. Oh, I'll you know something? Say look, look. You could do a whole lot of damage. Worse than killing somebody if you release your What's uh, worse than that? rhymes on the world. Now, super. You know what? Super. You better take a long, hard sleep and think about the well-being of others. You know, like a liberal might. Yeah, whatever. So musicians usually write about their own lives. Um, are all your rap songs about Donald Trump? Well, hang on. And then, uh, no, no, not all of them. Oh, hmm. what's the other one about beard? It's about a beard, right? Yes. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. All right. You know what? We 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 got to thank the panel here. We uh, before we sign off here. First, we got on the soundboard, Dave. <laughs> Nice job. <laughs> that, that's a good beatbox. Uh, uh. And a good job on sound. See, that was, all, that was better than what yeah. you guys were offering. And then, we, of course, we got our engineer, Mike. I'm not even going to try. Well, you don't have to try because you know what? What you do uh, with, uh, with the engineering, that's oh. what's great. You keep us on the air, and that's all we need. <laughs> well, thanks. We Lord. appreciate I appreciate. You. I appreciate all you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, of course, we got our production assistant, Trent, there. We're, good job. Well done. I don't know anything about raps, but if you ever need an arc, I know a guy. Forever need an arc? Like Noah's? Noah's? Art, really? Oh, Noah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant an arc welder or somebody like that. All right. And then we've got our, our, our production assistant, uh, Carrie. Uh, Super. Me, our intern, 
Carey. We already talked about our production assistant. You really amaze us with all the hard work that you do and the dedication to the show. We appreciate you. Aw, thanks. All I'm right. Glad to help out. We, we were glad to have you. So until next week, we're going to leave you with a bit of this last song by Benny Bell. It's called Every, Everyone Wants My Fanny. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Derek, now out. Everyone is out to get my fanny Everybody wants to see my fanny Everybody likes to hold my fanny But she loves no one but me Everybody wants to seize my fanny Everybody likes to squeeze my fanny They do everything to please my fanny Still she loves no one but me Oh, don't touch my fanny Please don't ever try My little fanny is reserved for just one guy That's why I never let another love light blind me Everywhere I go you'll always find me With my little fanny right behind me Cause she's so in love with me The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Associate producer, David Deere. On-air talent, Annie Coleman and Derek Schneider. Live music production and broadcast engineering by Mike Renville at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Production assistants, Kerry Tompkins and Trent Botello. The music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Promotional services and support provided by Big Freak Media, Seattle's only rock and roll publicist. Copyright 2016 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. All right, you guys. So... I'm gonna. I, I need to run something by you because this is a new one that I've been working on and everything. So, Mike, I'm gonna have you hit record for me here because uh, I want to take this home with me. So, you know, after we finish up, I can take this and take you it to my it. studio. Uh, so, Lawrence, if you want to go ahead and give me a beat. Uh, uh. My name's D Money, and I'm here to say that Donald Trump is the best for the USA, and I don't know.